let's get ready for the message tonight. Oh man, thank you guys for coming again. Uh, it's still some time to share this with your friends. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so would you get your notes ready? Would you get your Bibles ready? Uh, if you don't know what's about to go down, I'm about to open up the Bible. We are about to open up the Bible and look at what God wants to tell us today. You see, we do not hear God audibly. Uh, I know some people who have heard God's audible voice, but usually with every Christian, there's a still small voice, uh, not audible, but definitely hearable. And it happens in your heart and you understand what God's trying to do, what he's trying to say and what he's trying to lead us to. So we're going to be reading today um, from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 16 to 17. Uh, I'm going to read a lot more verses than that tonight, but that's kind of where everything is based on. It's the book of John. It's in your New Testament. Book of John, chapter 14, verses 16 to 17. New Birth Church, we've been in church for four and a half years, but we are part of the capital C Global Church of Jesus Christ. Well, we believe the Bible is real. The Bible is true. The Bible is infallible. We can trust it because Jesus trusted it. Jesus is the completion of scripture. He doesn't abolish the Bible. He actually completes it. He fulfills it. And with his sacrifice, with his life, and even with his death and resurrection, he is a prophecy answered from the Old Testament. Everything Jesus does is confirmed the scripture. So as believers in Jesus, we read the Bible. We study the word of God. We as a community, yeah, we worship together. Yeah, we pray for each other. We encourage one another. We lift each other up. But we also read the Bible. You and I are all theologians. What's theology? Theology is the study of God and, and kind of his word and what he expects from us, right? Um, so as we as we get as we grow in God, we must grow in our theology. We must grow in our belief. We must grow in our knowledge of the Bible. It's going to solidify our faith in Jesus. So we're reading from John chapter 14, verses 16 to 17. What the topic of conversation is today, um, you probably guessed it. We're going to talk about God today, all right? Um, but here's here's the thing. We believe the Bible to be true. Now, if the Bible is true, we understand that God is a complex name. God is not just God. See, we believe Jesus is the Son of God. You guys with me? Jesus is the Son of God. So God the Father sent his son to the world, right? So in the same way that Jesus is the son of God, Jesus still is God. Jesus shows up, his disciples are like, hey, when are we gonna see God the Father? You're always talking about him, how he sent you. And then Jesus is like, hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Um, Yeah, just help me out. Uh, you see me, you see the Father. Um, So I'm excited for tonight because we're talking about God. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, which is another part of God. So let me give you to you real easy. Our God is one God made up of three parts. It's three that make one God. You guys with me? Let me give you a quick example. Um, for, for those of you that kind of just joined the faith community, you kind of hear this a lot in culture today. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's our God functioning in three ways, okay? It's our God functioning three ways. Let me give you an example. Me right now, I'm a husband, right? I'm a husband to, to my wife. I'm a husband, I'm a brother, and I'm also a friend, right? So me, John, I'm functioning in three ways. My friend will never know me as intimate as my wife knows me. My wife will never know me as well as my friend knows me, right? My friend knows me. I could punch my friend in the chest after a joke. Probably can't do that to my wife. It's a different reality. It's a different relationship. 
it's a different function. Although I am one person, I have different realities that I present myself to, to different people. Now our God, right? The creator, he is the creator of the universe. He's nothing before him, nothing after him, the alpha and the omega. What happens is our God actually is a God that is made up of three. You have God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. Okay, so now that we've kind of broken down that really big idea, understand, listen, a part of this journey is faith, right? Faith that I will believe even though I don't fully understand, right? There's this faith element to the Christian walk that although we don't have all the answers, Jesus is our answer. So I want to read with you now in John 14, verse 16 to 17. We kind of built this up. Again, New Testament. It says this. It says in verse 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. Pause right there. This is Jesus talking, Jesus speaking. He's saying, I will ask the Father. Now, remember, Jesus himself said, listen, disciples, you're talking about you want to see the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen him. I am the manifestation of the Father, right? So, yeah, he's the Father, but I'm also Jesus, the Son of God, also God. So what Jesus says here, I will ask the Father that he will give you another helper. So this is like Jesus understanding that he's not going to be here very longer not that he's not not that he's not going to exist very longer he's he's actually going to die resurrect but he's going to leave he's going to ascend to the right hand of the father he's going to conquer death he's going to conquer sin he's going to conquer the grave and he's going to take the keys of hell he's going to take that resurrection power and he gives it to all believers so what happens when you say yes to jesus you receive the power of jesus not only the power that leads him to resist the, the devil but it's the same power that rose it from the grave it's the power of the holy spirit right it's the power of the holy spirit so what jesus is saying here is very profound if you guys are reading with me in verse 16 jesus says i will ask the father and he will give you another helper meaning jesus is like listen i came to help but there's another helper and um, by the way let's keep reading that he may be with you forever verse 16 ends right there so i'm gonna ask for another guy to come the helper and watch this I might be here for now, but this helper will be with you forever. You see, Jesus, in the time of his ministry, he's going city to city. He's moving person to person. There's a, there's a woman that she, she had dealt with blood, with an issue of blood bleeding for years and years. She just got up to Jesus, touched him, and she was healed. You can imagine the traffic around Jesus. You can imagine the, the hype around Jesus. And what Jesus is doing, he's saying, wait, I can only be at one city at one time. I can only be at one town and one home in one person's life at a time. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send my helper, the advocate, the spirit, that all who believe receive my spirit, that all who confess and believe in me will receive the spirit, not only the spirit that leads them and convicts them, but it also reveals truth, reveals scripture, and reveals the heart of God. I hope this is making sense, but this is the verse right here in John. Jesus is so clear. He's like, I'm gonna ask the Father that he's gonna give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. Let's read verse 17. That is the spirit of truth. So here goes another name for our Holy Spirit. Our Holy Spirit, right? The third person of the Trinity, right? This spirit is not only the spirit of God, he's the spirit of truth. And I love how John, right here, he's breaking it down to this very real conversation with Jesus. In verse 17, he says, that is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. So there's the spirit that the world can't receive. Why? Because it does not know him and they cannot see him. You see, you got to understand if you've been following Jesus, 
you know, a lot of things are backwards, right? Like if you want to go up in this kingdom, you've got to go down. You've got to humble yourself. Right here, we're reading this and, you know, we can already relate this to our life. How many people you know won't believe something until they see it? That's why a lot of people won't receive the spirit because you don't see the spirit. You can't see God. We saw Jesus once and in his life and, you know, Jesus is a very real person. Jesus is in your history books. He's a real person. He lived a real life with a real family. His genealogy is backed up. It's correct. It's legit. Jesus is real. But when it comes to God the Father, when it comes to the Spirit, these are things you cannot see. So for someone who's very shallow in their faith that only believes things that they see, you'll probably never receive the Spirit. You'll probably never receive the promises of God because not everything in this kingdom of God is see it to believe it. A lot of times when you believe it, then you'll see it in your life. If you believe it and you speak it into existence and you get the mindset, the goggles of God, if you will, and you speak that out into existence, things will happen. Things will change. The Holy Spirit is a promise of Jesus saying, Jesus saying, listen, I'm going to be beside you, but my spirit's going to be inside of you. My spirit's going to dwell in you. My spirit is going to literally be your advocate, your helper. You see, a lot of Christians, they, they miss something. They miss something in the Christian walk. Honestly, they miss something in the Christian walk. And what is it? They miss the fact that the Holy Spirit is a reality that is for second to second real time leadership in their life. The Holy Spirit's not for church days. The Holy Spirit's not for tough conversations. The Holy Spirit's not to get you out of temptation. The Holy Spirit is your ever present help. Hear me well. The title of my message, if you can write it down, is this. The Holy Spirit is with you the holy spirit is with you if you are a believer in jesus if you confess him as lord and savior jesus promised you his spirit that's what he promises right so what does jesus want to give me that's a great question not only does he want to redeem you save you and and guide you he wants you to have his spirit he wants you to have the holy spirit within you to lead you to guide you to comfort you to be that peace when you need it that's where that supernatural peace comes into play you get to look at the holy spirit not as a place but as a being that lives inside of you paul kind of touched this in corinthians he says like like hey corinthians the holy spirit is inside of you don't damage the temple of the holy spirit your body everything about you is actually where the holy spirit abides it's the temple so don't just do what everyone else is doing with their body don't do whatever you feel like doing with your body your body's not yours if you believe in jesus your body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Write my sermon title down at the top of your notes. The Holy Spirit is with you. If you believe in Jesus, if you confess him as Lord, the Holy Spirit is not a maybe promise. The Holy Spirit might not come. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit it being a promise of Jesus, that if you believe in Jesus Christ, his spirit is with you. He's the advocate. He's the helper. He is our covenant spirit with us to guide us and to lead us. You see, that's how you know that you're not in the world because the spirit is in you. I love how in verse 17, it says the world can't receive the spirit because it doesn't see him or know him. The reason why you and I can receive the spirit is because we know Jesus. We are in love with Jesus. We receive Jesus. So because we receive Jesus, we receive his spirit. Understand church that when Jesus leaves in Matthew 28, we see in scripture, he gives away the great commission He's already resurrected. He's shown people the holes in his hands. 
hundreds have seen Jesus' resurrected body. He's walking through walls. He's hanging out. Witness accounts. What happens is in Matthew 28, he's actually going to bounce. He's actually going to leave until his second coming. And what he does before he exits the scene, right there in Matthew 28, he does something called the Great Commission. And I want to read that with you. I said, we're going to read a little bit of verses. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. It says this, Therefore, just as Jesus charging his disciples that understand the power of the resurrected Jesus, that understand that Jesus is King, he's Lord, he's God, not even death can stop him. Understand Jesus in that context says this commission. Therefore, Matthew 28, verse 19, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So you see right there, Jesus says, okay, y'all, I resurrected all powers in my right hands. I took the keys of hell. The devil don't even got the keys to his own house. I have full control of everything above and everything below. He shows up to human his human friends, right, the disciples, and he's like, yo, go make disciples and baptize them in what name? In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and then he goes, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Three parts, one God, one God, three parts. And then notice right after that, Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20, it says, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You see, that's how Jesus gets to be with us because the spirit is with us. The spirit is our advocate. He's our ever present help. He is our comforter. You see in your relationship with God, are you lacking comfort, peace? Are you lacking that long view, that ability to have long suffering? Do you find yourself impatient? Do you find yourself rude? Do you find yourself easily angered? We have to stop leaning on the flesh and we have to start leaning on the Holy Spirit. Let me give you this real quick. You see, you don't have to work for the Holy Spirit. However, don't abandon the Holy Spirit. That's for somebody in the back. You don't have to work for the Holy Spirit. Jesus worked for the Holy Spirit. Jesus died and he rose again. And he says, all who believe receive my spirit. So there's nothing you could do to receive the spirit of, of, of God. All you must do is believe. It's so simple. Believe in Jesus and the spirit is given to you. It's a free gift. You don't have to work for it. You can't buy it. I know we have a lot of business people at our church. No, you cannot buy the Holy Spirit. And once and for all, become a Christian and buy your way to heaven. You can't do that. You can't, you, you can't work your way to the spirit. You, you kind of have to like build it up. Don't abandon the spirit. You actually have to seek him. You have to pray to him. You see, he's in you because Jesus is who you believe in. That's the thing. You can't you can't separate the Holy Spirit and Jesus. How many churches do, do, do we know, organizations, messages, weird theologies kind of have God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in another corner? No, Jesus didn't say it like that. He said, no, when, when you baptize people, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. So I want to lead you guys to that today. Whoever you are, listen, my one goal as your leader is to really pray and hope and lead you to a fully devoted relationship with Jesus. My biggest hope, it's not that you even tune in, it's that you have a life-giving relationship with Jesus. Because if you do, then you tune in. If you do, then you'd be committed. If you do, then you'd share this. If you do, then you'd take your life and your walk and your calling and your purpose as seriously 
as God sees it over your life. We all have a purpose. God has a plan for each and every one of us. How can we activate the plan of God in our lives if we don't ever tap into the Holy Spirit that is within us? How can we walk this walk as natural men and women and completely just be blinded by the fact that the Holy Spirit is trying to do something amazing, incredible around us? I met a Christian once. He was just walking down the street and the Holy Spirit highlighted a coin just a random coin. It wasn't an American coin. It was a random coin. Homie picks up the coin and he's like, I don't know what this coin is for. I don't know what this is going to do, but the, the Holy Spirit led me to this coin. I talked to him today. He's had it for years. He's like, I, just, I still don't know what this coin is for. I still keep it though, because the Holy Spirit told me to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to it. I, I know testimonies of people who have, who have walked down the street and the Holy Spirit has led them to apartments apartment complexes and a random door and then and once that door opened it was like an, an opportunity to present the gospel that's what the holy spirit does i remember a testimony of a preacher the holy spirit led him to drive to a gas station and do a handstand literally he felt the holy spirit say go to that gas station and do a handstand and he's doubting god he's like this is stupid this definitely isn't the holy spirit um and he felt the tug of the holy spirit so much the pastor actually in the middle of the gas station got on his hands, tried to do a handstand. He keeps trying. He ends up falling. And the cash register lady burst out in tears. So he stands up. He's like, why are you bursting out in tears? I felt from, from God to get on the handstand. Why are you bursting out in tears? And then she opens up. She goes, I told God, if you're real, send somebody in here to do a handstand or else I'm going to kill myself. Now, I'm not encouraging you to do that. I'm not encouraging you to test God that way. The only time in scripture God says to test him is in our giving. It's in our generosity. It's in our finances. Because where your heart is, your treasure is. And if you give your treasure, you give your heart. And God will back you up. He says, test me in this, in the generosity. He doesn't say test me in, the, in, in that area, right? So I'm not encouraging you to do that. But I'm saying, isn't it crazy how the tongue of the Holy Spirit can even sound dumb to your mind, but your soul in your spirit understand that there's something deeper there's something that the holy spirit's yearning that he's trying to do that he's trying to access that he's trying to he's trying to reach somebody see the holy spirit's only going to use you to reach other people he's only going to use you to to be an instrument of hope to the world around you god's not giving you his spirit just to keep you focused on him god's giving you his spirit so that yeah with the spirit you can now have fruit of the spirit you cannot lead people you cannot be a, a, an instrument of god using you wherever you are at listen you don't have to work for the spirit but don't abandon the spirit if you believe in jesus the spirit of god is a promise in your life it's the spirit of truth he cannot abandon you once you receive jesus you receive the spirit so that's kind of like a wrap-up of today of our conversation on the holy spirit uh whoever you are all of our youth all of our young adults let me remind you god loves you Jesus is with you and the spirit of God is real. He's alive. And, and, and that's what, that's what the spirit does right now. You see the spirit of God can visit all of you right there in your homes. The spirit of God can visit you right now in your homes, wherever you're watching, the spirit is there with you. You see throughout, throughout the sermons, right? We hear this a lot. The Holy spirit begins to lead youth, begins to lead young adults to do some things, to make some changes. Probably this whole message, you've already been thinking of stuff you got to change, things you got to cut off, things you got to break off, something you have to do different. 
you think those that's just like random inspiration when you talk start talking about Jesus that's the Holy Spirit guiding you leading you convicting you it's the spirit of truth that is just it's over you helping you do not think this is anything weird see the Holy Spirit is not weird people are weird and I know there's a lot of questions about you know speaking in tongues I want to talk on this for a second not everyone who receives the spirit activates in tongues I know a lot of Christians that have yet to speak in tongues yet they have the entirety of the Holy Spirit so I just want to break that down I also want to talk about um, in the sense of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit is like a wind right he's actually defined as a wind in New Testament and Old Testament literature you see Ruach and Numa the Greek and Hebrew word for the spirit which literally means a blast of breath or wind the wind is very unpredictable you can't see wind you can't detect wind I don't know if you've ever been to the airport before and you've looked outside as your airplane is parking you ever seen those air cones they're like orange air cones and wind blows in and literally what that certain cone is it's just to show the pilots which direction the wind is blowing because wind is just so unpredictable the, the, the wind is so unpredictable the wind can go this way and it can come this way you can't see it but you feel it friend that is the holy spirit it's a great example it's a great analogy the holy spirit you can't feel you can't see him but you can feel him kind of grace over you lead you the holy spirit when it, it he'll, he'll just tug on your heart in the middle of a starbucks line he'll tug on your heart in the middle of you watching him and you'll feel the grace of god you'll feel the peace of god you'll feel the purpose of god over you that is not just a vibe that you're catching. That is the very real presence of our God. That's the Holy Spirit. It's the promise of Jesus. It's the promise of Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, the Spirit of God is not a question. It's a promise over your life. Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit to his disciples. He calls him the advocate, the helper, the comforter. Are you in need of comfort? Are you in need of peace? Are you in need of guidance and help for the day-to-day -day decisions? You see, I don't have a hotline you can call so I can tell you what Bible verse to read in the morning. I, I'm not going to put my phone number out on all social media platforms so everyone can call their pastor for every spiritual decision they need to make. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the action plan of God. Jesus says, I'm going to go. I'm going to ascend to the Father. I'm going to return. But until I return, I will leave you my spirit. Because the spirit inside you is much greater than the Jesus beside you. A lot of people talk about, man, I, I wish I lived in the Bible days. I wish I, you know, killed Goliath. I wish I was I was there when 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 you know the seas were split. I can imagine all these legends before us look at us today and say, so how was it to actually have God in you? Like I served with God in front of me. I served God with you know with Jesus living by me. Imagine Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We saw a bush. We saw this. Moses, we saw that. Everyone's saying they saw God in weird, different ways. I saw a cloud. I saw a pillar. I can imagine all of the Bible's legends looking at us Christians in 2020 and saying, hey, so how is it to actually have the Holy Spirit inside of you? So how is it? Because we used to go to a temple. How is it that you're, how does it feel that your body right now is a living temple of the Holy Spirit? Are you catering to that spirit? Are you leading that spirit? Are you looking at your body as a holy vessel? Are you looking at your body as a holy vessel? Are you looking at your body as the dwelling place of the spirit? Or, you know, are you just kind of just doing your thing, doing your life? 
I want to encourage you, friends. The Holy Spirit is a promise. The Holy Spirit is a promise. The Holy Spirit will never lead you, will never forsake you.